Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back, Iron Sisters. We are so excited that you have joined us for today's episode. We are on episode five, and today's topic is marriage and singleness. Um, Just out of the gate, we want to say we are only doing this topic because y'all asked us to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is not something we would have chosen on our own. Second most requested topic? Yes. (laughs) All you married and singles out there, you really wanted us to talk about it, so we are stepping into the deep end here. Um, But we have, I think, what's going to be a good, um, healthy, Bible-based balance conversation for you guys on both marriage and singleness and how they can connect. So um, be be looking forward to that. Before we get into that, you know the drill. We're going to do our connection card question, which today is, if you got a new puppy, what would you name it? Would it be a boy or a girl? And what do you have a preference on breed? Okay, I already know this because we've never gotten to. We've always adopted our dogs, and they already had names. And I didn't want to com- like confuse the poor thing, so I just kept the names. And so we've had Bella and Tippy, um, which are you know, Bella. Bella was cute. Tippy, I, I probably <laughs> would have changed. But okay, if I could name a dog, I have always said that I would name them Hoover or Bissell. Oh my word! Because they oh always clean up. That's what they do. They clean up. They they run that's up to your little toddlers. That's a creative mind, right there. Right. That's yeah. good. So, do you have a preferred dream breed and I gender? I do. Okay, so I love golden retrievers, but my husband loves me on the mar- on the topic of marriage. Um, and so I told him it was a deal breaker if I couldn't have a dog. <laughs> and so he was like, fine, can it just be non-shedding? And a golden oh. retriever yep. is oh, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so then they came out with like golden doodles, this like designer breed, like right after all that. Because they're relatively, well, maybe they've been around, but they didn't get popular until... Mm. But and so they supposedly shed less, mm-hmm. but they're still like a big dog. But now they're, they're hypoallergenic. Mates. They are so people with dog allergies don't. Have I know, issues. and our our dogs are hypoallergenic too. But they're tiny, uh-huh. and so well, tiny enough, but still like hardy. That's what we have schnauzers, and so and we like the schnauzers. That's a good way of saying that. Harley, Harley's also. He's hardy. Tiny but yes. hardy. Yes. Tiny <laughs> but hardy. Yep. Yes. They're well loved. Yeah. He's um, of the athletic build. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had big bones. So your dream is golden retriever, boy or girl. I I've always had girl dogs my whole life. I don't know that I would mind a boy dog, but I've just always had girl dogs. I will say Hoover and Bissell sound like boy names. Yeah, I know, but I don't girl. care. Okay. <laughs> Miss Bissell over here. <laughs> I'm walking around. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, again, just being thrown that question this morning, I'm thinking, I I can't betray um, who I have right now. Yes. No, yes, can. I can't because he um, Harley Davidson Bartlett. Mm-hmm. 
was my dream little dog. And I gave him my dream name. And like for right now, I feel like I'm not superstitious, but I would jinx myself and lose Harley Davidson Bartlett if I even thought about a different, better breed, because there is no better breed than the Puggle breed. And (laughs) there is no better dog than Harley Davidson Bartlett. As if he's listening to this. Yes. And And can hear you talk. He probably listens on occasion. You never know. Um, Yeah, because when um, Erica came to pick me up this morning... Um, he goes to the door and he, he, he sees someone coming and I make Sissy come in and see him. I have to get out of the, of the warm car, car yes. to go you through the 20 to go degree weather oh to goodness. go into the house yeah. and acknowledge Harley. Yes. And so like, I don't like, I'm just now accepting that he's at the age he's at and we may have How old to. Is he? He'll be 15 in May. So he's 14 and a half. And so, um, I have said there will be no other dog. Unless I become like a um, a little widowed woman that just wants a little lap dog one day. So yeah. I will not betray the best dog mm, in the okay. world. Harley Puggle. Okay. Well, that was good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how my, about you? Mine. Well, you know me. Oh, no. Here I've actually the- got I've got a list on my phone. Are these Disney names? No. Well, actually, the first one is. <laughs> Um, the first How one long have you had this list too? Probably seven, eight years. I've I've edited, you yes. know, changed some things, updated each year when I think of something better. But I've did you been have building a, this. Did for you eight have like years. a spouse list too? Like where you like? No, out, I like, never had your... a spouse thing. So this is just a. I have a thing. kid list, <laughs> a kid oh, name okay. list with middle and first names as okay. like priority, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth choice. Okay. As she tells me, no, we're not having kids. And then um, <laughs> wait, ever. Oh my goodness. I'm uh, no, not on ever. So many rabbit trails right now. I know. I need to know. So I have a kid list and I have a dog list. I have to be prepared. And so my dog list at the top has been I want a Dalmatian girl with blue eyes, which they are harder to find. Dude, those things are psycho. Well, they're very smart. <laughs> they're some of the smartest dogs on the planet, a Dalmatian is. But they're also very protective. That's why um, they're they, psycho. They were they're they're like they're associated the with wall. like firemen because yeah. they do have a sense of I will go into danger to save something. Yeah. Well, and they need duty. Like they need a lot of like purpose, purpose, mm, yes. and do, so if you're like apartment living, and yeah, like, we are waiting till post apartment, yeah. to get a dog. Yeah, I've but, heard that they are like off the dang walls. Yeah, I think Dalmatian they're high energy. Dalmatian used to be my favorite too. Yeah. So a Dalmatian puppy has to be a girl and it has to have blue eyes because it's going to be based on 101 Dalmatians. Uh-huh. But the second, the sequel where, um, well, dang, I just forgot the name. Riley? No, that's my first kid's name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about dogs. These are fur babies. Um, is it? Get out the list. Wait, it's on wait, your phone. Wait, it's coming to me. Dang it's it. there. It's not Lucky because that's another one of them's name. Oh, it's the. Is it one of them's name? Yeah, in yeah. the second is it one. The whole movie. Poly? No, no, that's one in the first one. No, in the sequel yes. with Glenn Close Ponga, yeah. as Corella, as Corella Deville. Yeah, the whole story is built around this uh, girl Dalmatian that comes out with no spots. Oh, oh. um, wait, I have the. Is list. it Lady? No, no, that's, that's Lady, lady that's, that's, all, that's on my list is a Congress <laughs> Spaniel named Lady. Don't you forget it. 
There's listeners right now shouting it out to you. There are yeah. absolutely, yeah. Erica, there are name. There are people getting enraged yes. listening to us right now. Yes. <laughs> Oddball. 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 Her name is Oddball. Yes. That would be her yes. name. And we bought you a little I oddball. had an oddball yeah. stuffed animal growing up that was yeah. like everything to me. Aww. But here's my list if you don't believe me. She Gender, breed, and name. She definitely has a this list. This is when I start <laughs> praying for my son. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he's allergic to dogs. So on, this really yeah. isn't good for him. On that note, why don't we just move into marriage? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Matt listening to this. Yeah. Um, he will be dying of allergies yes. once we get a house and a dog. <laughs> Zyrtec for the win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun connection card question. Um, we, like I said, we're going to get into marriage and singleness before we do so lauren wanted to give a quick disclaimer before we go into our topic today okay we're talking about marriage um and with that uh we'll be having some discussion on intimacy in marriage and so if you have little ears listening uh just know that and you know maybe listen to this one without the little ears thank you lauren that's all or if you have a mother and daughter in the room and oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. I'll just like hide. There's behind a our reason Lauren will I be discussing that topic, topic <laughs> between the three of us. <laughs> there are dynamics at play here. Yes. Cause her daddy would kill me, but it needs said it needs said. Amen, so we'll sister. get there. Amen. We'll get there. It needs said by Lauren. Yes. <laughs> and I'll do it. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> so before we jump into actual like our, our like content for this, we wanted to give also a preface with just like our short summary for each of us of um, if we experience singleness for how long, at what period of our life, what you know age were we? Um, and then when, because all three of us are married now. So when we got married, what age and how long we've been married. So just short little summary of everybody. Okay. Well, I'll start. I went right from high school to college, from college to married. So my only singleness, I guess, would be when I was in college. And so I just texted Jeff um, a few minutes ago and said, how many years have we been married? Because I never know. And so he texted back, bless. And he said, 32 and a half years. And so I'm like, wow, we're old. So yeah, um, I met him in college and we married, I think it was our last, um, he had one more semester to go, I think. So um, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's pretty. So you were how old when you got married? Oh man, I didn't text him that. Um, (laughs) Thirty-two years ago. I know you had me at twenty-six. Yeah, and we had been married like four, four and a half years at that point. So So, twenty-one. Yeah, I was probably twenty-one when I got married, and he's five months younger than me. So um, I don't know that he was. He would have been twenty-one because you got married in summer. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> I go through this conversation every the family time. Historian. That just made me yes. think of that Josh Gad song in Frozen. In summer. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's our story. And yeah, but I'm from that generation in the Christian community that did that. 
Like it was like you graduate high school, you go to a Christian college and you, you find a husband. Ring yeah. buff yes. But I will say many of the girls at my school, they did not finish their degree. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm mm. not doing that. I'm getting my degree and then I'll worry about getting married. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have that story. <laughs> <laughs> and did not grow up in that. Well, I don't think it was generation or culture, you know, mm. like just because I grew up in a home that, yeah, we were all unsaved. I'm the first generation Christian. I, oh, wow. I've like just like, yeah, yeah. it's really cool because even like um, grandparents, like great grandparents, um, I am a first generation Christian in like a wow. hundred years. Wow. That is wonderful. Isn't that insane? Like, and so that's, yeah. So that's why it's mind boggling to me. Like what the Lord just like plucked me up out of. Yeah. And he was like, you, I choose yeah. to place my love on you. So yeah. anyways, that's a side note. Um, I have been married for, it'll be 12 years in March. Oh, um, I still adore <laughs> my husband. Um, and he was my first like Christian boyfriend too. Oh. Um, so yeah, I uh, I was single for a while before that. I was in like a, as you guys know, I was in like a Christian ministry program and we weren't allowed to date and stuff. And so for, I got, I, I was saved at 21 mm. and then for two years did this program. And then Mark and I started dating like the day I walked off the stage <laughs> with my little graduate like certificate. <laughs> uh, he asked me to be his girlfriend oh, and word. I said, Yes. So, Was there anything going on before you walked off? Okay, the- full disclosure. We, okay, so I knew that my second year of this ministry program that I belonged to Jesus. You were allowed to date in your second year so that they could like kind of teach you like good dating habits, like while still being in this really safe environment. But I knew that I did not have that privilege yet just because of some stuff that I had walked through and just my past and everything, I, I needed to still just belong to the Lord and not be distracted. Aww. And so, but Mark <laughs> had other plans came to, okay. So I hosted like a little, um, new year's Eve party at my house and Mark came and, um, we had kind of like noticed each other, like in this little like college group before that or whatever. Um, but I like really noticed him that night and his <laughs> cute oh, little boy word. that he brought. <laughs> Um, and so we like kind of like reached out to each other via Facebook and we still argue about this to this day, which I still, I need to go. I have these on my Facebook messengers like yeah. somewhere from like 12 years ago. Go prove that you're right, Lauren. <laughs> prove that you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I know that I am. <laughs> and that's what marriage is about. Yeah. But it's yeah. proving you're right. Yes. I know. Um, <laughs> Just ask Erica. But I know. So, um, and I got permission from my leader to talk to Mark. Um, but like our first conversation was, I don't talk to guys. So are you pursuing me for marriage? That's <laughs> good you're a looker. I know. Oh, my word. And he was like, I guess so. <laughs> I guess I am now. <laughs> and he was like, well, now that we're on the topic, like, do you think that you could love someone else's child as if that they were as if they were your own? And I was like, huh, never, I have no idea. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I don't know. But I've got a lot of love and I love the Lord. And so I'll give it my best go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally like that was our first little conversation and we, wow. we screenshotted and shared every single conversation that we had. Cause we didn't talk on the phone with my like leader mm. in this school for accountability. 
Um, but then I started feeling convicted very shortly after this whole, like we maybe had like three conversations, um, because I had promised the Lord in the beginning of this program that I was his. Um, and so I was like, and you know, just through prayer and stuff, I felt like the Lord was saying no. Mm. And he wasn't saying it's not right now. He was saying no. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't, okay, I have to be obedient. Like I have to listen to the Lord. And I told Mark and within like that same week, Mark had actually had actually been praying and he was told this could be your wife. Mm. Like this could be your wife. Yeah. And so I went to him and broke his little heart. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting told. (laughs) And I was like, I I can't do this. I can't like, I'm being disobedient to the Lord. Um, and I belong to him and I can't, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And so I can't do this. We can't talk anymore. Like we're like, I can't. And so, um, he was, Mark's always been like so stable and like able to deal with me. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was, he just, okay. All right. Um, and he just kind of took it in and we basically decided like, why don't we just fast each other and um, until fast each other. I know we were super spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it, but let's fast each other. Yep. So this, Baby. Is, our, this is our story. You asked for it. <laughs> and so we, uh, until I was graduated 24 seven to see if anything, um, changed in, Mm. in my heart about that. And so, so we did, so we put each other aside. And so that was in like January after our little new year's, um, like conversations on the internet. And, um, I graduated in June. And so literally like I walked off the stage and he was like, will you be my girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) And he had flowers. It was so sweet. Okay. That is good. It was, it was really sweet. So, um, and then, okay, super hilarious story. Like I was coming off the stage and he gave me this like awkward hug. And there was this other girl, Shelby, who's just as loud and ridiculous as I am. <laughs> and he like came in for the hug and like slightly brushed up against my like chest area. And literally this girl, she's, she, <laughs> Shelby goes, he touched your boob. Oh my word. <laughs> Is that on the video? Yes, I bet it is like out there somewhere. It was hilarious. And so this is like our first moment. And like, I like sitting there like, uh, like mortified. And that's like so Shelby. Oh my goodness. But you were almost, I was about to say, I was almost named Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that girl. Um, But anyways, yeah. So we started dating then in June, we were engaged by November Cause we went, we just went deep quick. We like, we got mm. all, we weren't like fluff. We mm. were dating for a purpose. We were, we were trying to figure out if like we could spend our lives together, honoring the Lord together. And so, yeah, we were engaged by November and we were married by March. Mm. Yeah. So super quick. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had a child also. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't like messing around. He yeah. wasn't just dating for fun. Like yeah. he, he was looking for not only a wife, but a mother, wow. Um, for his son. Mm. So, because she, she, he didn't have one, like she was out of the picture. And so, yeah, we didn't really have time to mess around or kind of like play games and all that stuff. So that is my super long story. <laughs> so you got married at what age again? 20. Uh, I was 24, 24. Okay. 21 when I got sick. Yeah. And 24. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, mine is, um, and a lot of what we said was in our, uh, 
testimony episodes from season one. If you haven't oh, yeah. listened to those, if you're new to the Iron Women, welcome. Uh, we do want to plug, go back to season one, take a listen to all those episodes and topics. But we did start off our season one with kind of an introduction to each of us. Each of us did an episode of our testimony, our life story and all that kind of stuff. So if you are interested in that kind of thing, go back and check those out. Um, but to kind of summarize uh, my experience, um, I... The person um, that I ended up getting married to, I was engaged to twice, but I had a period of singleness in between the two engagements. Um, so I dated uh, my husband, Matt, um, basically for about five years, uh, senior year through all the way through college. We got engaged at the end of um, college, uh, graduated, and then God basically said, uh, no, you need to shut this down. This is not what I have planned for you. And like Lauren said, I thought I understood that to be a no for good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, instead of, um, like just a not right now type of thing. I was Isn't like, oh, this is that a he no only for gives, good. Like usually he, it's just the next step. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and that was terrifying and kind of, you know, embarrassing to be honest, when mm -hmm. everyone knows like you're three months out from getting in, uh, married, um, and all that. So we broke that down and then I entered about a three year period of singleness, which I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, mm -hmm. I, I grew in a way I could not have grown. Otherwise I learned to love the Lord and listen to the Lord and hear him in ways I could not have if I would have gotten married. Yeah. Um, so did that. And then, um, unbeknownst to me, the Lord was doing a work in Matt's life, um, and kind of brought him back into the picture back in 2021. Um, so then we kind of were friends for about six months and then he asked me to be his girlfriend. Um, and then we were together for probably six months, got engaged and then engaged and then... Uh, I think five months later, we were married in 2022 um, and I was 26. So I actually got married at the age my mom had me, which I think is interesting. Like yeah. she was farther along in life than I was at the same age. That's a weird kind of concept to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my story. Um, so now you kind of have a little uh, background on each of us and how we can relate to each of these uh, sides of the spectrum. Um, I love that I like know this. Like I was actually like, a part of y'all's lives during. Oh yeah. Season. You, like, you knew us during that. I did. Yeah. I did. I remember like your mama being over our house for dinner and we were like talking about how yeah. Erica has started to date Matt again. And yeah. like, and I didn't know Matt, I didn't know, like I had seen him like at church, I think a couple of times and everything, but yeah. yeah. So that was fun for me. I was like, Oh, it's weird to <laughs> we go back. Yeah. <laughs> we history. It's weird to have people in your life that didn't know us both times. Yeah. Because we just refer to that as like, you know, the first time. Like yeah. The first yeah. time we were together. Yeah. So that's what we use yeah. in our family. And we make jokes about yeah. it. Too. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny now, but like, it's, <laughs> but like our closest friends did not know us till the, the second time around. That's all they knew yeah. of us. And for us to like throw back to a story into the first time we were together, they were like, <laughs> I forget they weren't there for that. It's yeah. just, yeah. It, yeah. It's just a weird, <laughs> yeah. weird thing. Um, okay. So we're going to jump into our kind of like outline for this episode is exactly what y'all requested of us. <laughs> we are going to be kind of talking through the biblical viewpoints of the purposes of both marriage and singleness, the pros and cons of both marriage and singleness. Then we're going to go through some advice, some expectations uh, to be, to take caution with. Um, and 
then we're going to give you some resources. Um, so a lot coming and we're going to try to go through this, um, you know, as thoroughly as we can, but not take too much of you guys time because we have a lot of content here. Um, and we also uh, just want to mention we actually have content today. Um, thanks to we have four uh, precious single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Okay. Put your hands up. <laughs> I did not know that one. How do you not know single ladies? Because I'm a godly older woman. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, right. I forgot. About that. Right. Um, uh, that was before she was cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we actually got input from four um, of our single gal friends who are listeners of the podcast, um, but are also gals that are in our lives. We have the same church family, church community. And so we're going to be inserting some of their thoughts because when we were prepping for this episode, we were trying to like, you know, brainstorm, rack our brains for like single content and us all being married. I was like. Why are we not getting input from actual single people? Um, and they were like, yeah. And when we came up <laughs> with four people that we really wanted their input. So um, y'all are going to get to hear some of that. We'll give them shout outs when we get there. Um, <laughs> but let's go into the biblical viewpoints. Um, first, we're going to talk about the purposes, marriage versus singleness. Um, we have a few here for marriage. Uh, the overarching and primary purpose of marriage, when we talk about the Bible reasons, is to display the covenant relationship between God and his church, which is his bride. Mm -hmm. All these other purposes that will be <clears throat> mentioned are kind of more byproducts and ways that this primary purpose can manifest. Um, and there's several of those that we'll go through. But the ultimate overarching foundational purpose of marriage is mm -hmm. very clear in the Bible. It is to display the covenant relationship between God and his bride, the church. Yeah. Covenant meaning everlasting. Like, you know, like um, that word covenant. I remember doing this was the very first Bible study that I ever did was on the word covenant <laughs> back in 24 seven. I know. Um, and it's really cool when mm -hmm. you actually like get down to like what all goes around like that word covenant and just how closely it mirrors marriage. Like it's, it's kind of crazy, even down to like, when, when there's a covenant, anytime that there's a covenant in the Bible, um, there's a shedding of blood. Mm -hmm. And if you think about, and I know that we're kind of getting a little detailed here, but even if you think about like man and wife joining for the first time, like when a woman loses their virginity, there's a shedding of blood. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like, I don't mm -hmm. know, like that's, it's just crazy to like, yeah. like how God was so detailed in all of these things. And like, a marriage, there's a verse that says that it's a mystery, <laughs> like it's a mystery, but it displays like that covenant kind of love. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's where I went when you said the word covenant. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you have anything to add to that? A binding agreement. Yeah. yeah um, is, is usually the definition given with that. But, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, something you go into and you go into it for life. It's not a contract. No, it's not. Yeah, I know when, be well, that's really yeah. Good. when yeah. daddy does marriage counseling, yes. he did me and Matt's he, it's yes. very clear. One of his big points we go over yes. in the counseling is covenant is not contract. That is right. what people in our world when it's like, oh, it's the same. No, yeah. big difference. Like when someone breaks it. Oh, well, now you're, now you're released from, from, from your keeping contract. your end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, other things that are purposes of marriage um, is sanctification. 
which is oh, yes. say, say the first one, Erica. I, well, I was going to come back to that. <laughs> I was going to put that at the end of the list because Lauren added this. <laughs> Go I ahead. Like, I like to make these Baptist girls blush. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Lord. <laughs> to not burn with passion. It's in the Bible, you guys. I'm I'm just gonna Amen. I'm gonna be the one that carries the sex flag today. Okay, <laughs> guys, do it. <laughs> Amen. Carry it proudly. So there's that, and then we have um, sanctification, um, which basically is to make you more holy, more like more Christ-like. Yeah, mm. and that is forged yes. in marriage because they're often a mirror of your weaknesses, mm-hmm. your sin struggles. Yes. You see them more uh, clearly when you have a person shouting them back at you. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's dirty work, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's necessary. And yeah. when you have a, a partner in life in uh-huh. a marriage covenant relationship, um, it's it's forced. Yeah. That sanctification. I remember like when we were first married, I stumbled across this quote that said, marriage isn't for your happiness. It's for your holiness. Mm, that's and good, I yeah. printed that sucker out and I yes. stuck it on every surface. in our home. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it really is. It's like a big old mirror and it reflects back to you like, Oh man, I am so freaking ugly sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I need the Lord to refine me. Mm-hmm. And you can either fight that and not mm-hmm. let it sanctify yep. you or just, mm-hmm surrender to the sanctification process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's a daily, a daily decision kind of thing. It sure Um, is. But then another one we had down was procreation. This is obviously within the confines of marriage that God's design for sex is to be in the marriage covenant relationship. Um, We obviously do recognize that in God's will, it's not always uh, his purposes for everyone to bear children um, and to procreate. But his purpose of procreation does happen through marriage. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to um, recognize that as well. And then the last one we had was to accomplish ministry better together. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just when, I mean, mama can, both of y'all can talk to this a lot, but like, there's just things that like you can't, when you're a ministry couple, and I hate to even use that because you don't have to be a ministry couple, what people think of like, that's your job Mm -hmm. to be a ministry couple. But there's just things that you couldn't do without y'all's husbands that you are able to do better in ministry because you have the other person. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You can reach more people. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's where, when we get into some of these, you know, the comparison contrast, um, I truly believe you can accomplish everything God's purposed you to accomplish, whether it's as a single or as a married person. But the Bible will say it is harder as a married person. But as Jeff and I, we, you know, have looked back on our marriage, we definitely see how us being together um, has helped us in ministry. Uh, my my strengths and my weaknesses and his strengths and weaknesses, we've been able to help each other in those just because of our different giftings. And, and we have been able to help each other, but I, I'll be very honest about marriage. You know, it has been one of the biggest struggles be, because of just how God's made each of us. So yeah, we, he and I can do what we're called to do in ministry better together, but a single person that's, you know, called to ministry as well, which we all are as believers, can do theirs just as well in the single position. So yeah, I think that's an even thing. So yeah, we'll give it to both categories. You can do yeah. ministry better single. You can do ministry better um, as a couple. Just depends on what God's purposing you to do. Um, it Yeah, it makes me think of there's just some doors that like you've helped open 
that daddy could walk through because of your networking connections in the community that daddy then got to walk to afterwards, but, and vice versa, mm, yeah. like daddy's had connections and, you know, like street credit that you've gotten to walk through oh, with them. Yeah. So well, that definitely kind of thing in is, the culture we live in, in the area of the country we live in where, you know, if a woman is strong in leadership and in ministry, um, yeah, unfortunately she's given more street cred and validation if she has a husband. And we won't go down that road right now. But yes, it's definitely been, and you know, we can we can talk things out together. Um, you know, we yeah, I I do like doing ministry with him. I you know we, that's an area of our life where we do very well together ministry, and I can see why God's put us together for that purpose. Yeah. Um, so then we want to do the purposes of singleness. Um, and I'm going to let mama and Lauren kind of go through their ideas on this. I know mama had uh, a lot of material on kind of ideas of purposes of singleness that she studied throughout the years. And then Lauren has, has, um, some thoughts as well. Uh, so, you know, I truly believe that whether married or single, we all have the same purpose. And that purpose is to honor and glorify God with our lives, whatever state we are in. And so both are good. It's not that one outranks the other. And I, I feel like in the environments I have been in, and I am not the only person to say this. I mean, I've read a lot on this. I, I did two years of study on singlehood and read a lot of books and went to a lot of conferences. And then when I came back, I eventually started a single women's class in our church because single women were perceived as free babysitting. Mm. Um, oh, just ask the single person to do it. They have no life. And so, um, and then there was an element where you were not really validated to be considered a good ministry person <laughs> until you were married. And so I just, I completely bucked the system on that and mm. very much reached out to single girls and ended up letting them know, girls, honestly, you are the MVPs of the church yeah, and we're going to treat you as such. And the ministry that a single person can do because they're not bound or tied down by having to think of a spouse or they're not, if there's children, they're not having to think of the responsibilities toward children. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that all single women do not have children, um, because we have some amazing single women in our church that do have children. But, um, you know, the purposes are the same. And so I like to, as much as possible, just say those things. So we're not like separating them into these groups, because as soon as we separate into groups, we almost have a one is better than the other mentality. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think there's, as we've talked about, pros and cons on each side. And I mean, you just throw Paul in there when Paul just says, listen, you can actually do ministry better single. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that. Yep. And so, um, yeah, so I don't know if that goes under purposes of singlehood, but that's one of the first things I would say about it. Yeah, that's where I was going to. Um, I just go back to that um, scripture. I'm terrible with references. This is, I need to get better at that. But it's when Paul's talking about, um, I wish that y'all would be like me. Like, I wish that you guys would just... Um, you know, and that's when he says it's, you know, it's better to be married than to burn with passion. Um, but for the sake of the ministry, like you can be more effective for the cause of Christ in a lot of ways um, when you're single, just because you're not bound by uh, the responsibilities 
that you carry when you're married and when you have a family, you know? Um, and I found this, this little article on Christianity, uh, dot com, and I just really liked the breakdown of the, of that passage. And so I'll just, I'll just read that here. It said, that said, there are also good reasons not to marry under persecution. Um, so how most take Paul's phrase present distress Marriage can make it harder to stand up and be faithful. If you're about to be executed, unless you recant, you have to consider what will happen to your family. Um, Additionally, Paul notes here that there are earthly concerns related to family that necessarily impede on one's ability to do other things for the kingdom. Yeah, Family is a godly kingdom-building activity, too. But there are other forms of service that are easier for unmarried persons to undertake. Whether one should personally seek marriage is thus based on gifting, opportunities for service to the kingdom, and of course, God's provision of a godly spouse. Of a godly spouse. Can I emphasize that? Is that yeah. okay? Anyways, I don't know. I just really liked that that breakdown. I think it was I thought it was balanced and thorough and to the point and not over spiritualized. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are our kind of like purposes. Now we're going to go into some pros of both. Um, we have for marriage, we just kind of brainstorm on these, what came to us um, uh, pretty quickly. Um, obviously, intimacy in the confines of marriage. Um, there's financial, uh, there's companionship, partnership. Um, there is accountability factor, like we said, sanctification. Um, you have someone to like share highs and lows with right there, you know, every day in the home. Um, you can split responsibilities. Um, you have someone that helps balance each other's weaknesses and strengths, kind of like mama said, and in, in ministry of someone to kind of fill your weaknesses and you can help them with your strengths. Um, we put someone to kill the bugs. Yeah. Um, that's needed. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband said to me just a few weeks ago, he said, when I die... If you get married, it's going to be so you have someone to take care of the bug situation. I'm like, yeah, I may need that person. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a I've got a young friend of mine who uh, we were joking around one day, like, why is when our like husband comes around, all of a sudden we're like the weakest person in the entire world. Like we can like reorganize our whole house when our husband's off at work, and then our husband walks through the door and we're like, can you help me move this coffee table? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I will not go near the bug though. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm the yeah. only person in the house and it's between me and my way of getting out of the home, I'm like, Erica, be brave, be brave. 20 yes. seconds of brave. 20 seconds of <laughs> yes. brave. Yes. And I will do it. I yes. will scream. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. but, I'm doing it. but if he is in the house, I will scream from where I'm at. Yes. And then oh, I'll just be yeah. like, Point. Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets that from yeah, me. Yeah, Mark's the bug killer in our house, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So someone to kill the bugs. Mm-hmm. And we also had, you know, we want to talk about, you know, husbands who are gracious yeah. with their wives who are super busy in ministry. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a pro um, because, you know, we all know and maybe have experienced when, you know, spouses are not so gracious and can get frustrated and even jealous of the time being spent, you know, serving and in ministry rather than dedicating all your thoughts and life to him, you know, each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that goes both ways. We did want to, you know, mention this is obviously we're all women yeah. and most of y'all listening are women. So what we have to offer is just our experience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So yeah. we are offering the womanhood side of things. Well, we don't have, you know, a, a man here of, you know, it's biblically sound to offer up their <laughs> side of the story. Um, but we, you know, we're going to 
talk about what we know as women yeah. um, in this conversation. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then it is also an opportunity to practice selflessness um, and strengthen, walk out your character in Christ um, in the home setting when you have someone else there um, in a marriage relationship. Um, I don't know. Like when you're, when you're in public or like around church or your friends and stuff, you can fake it to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the lingo, you know, like all the right things to say, you know, like what to bring up, what not to bring up, what to, you know, but like when you're at home with your spouse and the door is closed and this goes to integrity too, you know, hopefully y'all are living the same life out in public as you are at home. But like when you're just tired and burnt out and grumpy or whatever, like you just, you still have to make a choice to be selfless Mm. and to serve and to love and to show mercy and to show kindness. And so like for me, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to practice and walk out the character of Christ when you're not at your best, you know? I don't know. That's where I went. Like, and that's a pro. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like you're being sanctified. Yep. So then we're going to go into pros of singleness. Um, We have, there's freedom, um, a certain kind of freedom, um, which most of our single gals, when they talk about pros and cons, they will actually give some good thoughts on this. Um, it may not be the freedom that we automatically assign to them, mm. but they do have a certain kind and, and version of freedom that married people do not. Um, they have a, a different form of availability. Um, you get to call the shots without really needing to consider the needs of your spouse um, in decision in big decisions of life. It's really just between you and God. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spiritual intimacy with God that is less, I guess, distract, distracted and divided when it's just you and the Lord in that intimate relationship before you bring in, you know, a, a spouse into that intimate mm-hmm. kind of triune relationship between married and God. Um, yeah. so that's definitely a pro there. Now we wanted to, this is where we're going to get into our four gals, our four sisters. Their names are Madison. Shout out Madison. Hey Madison. <laughs> hey girl. Shout out Tony. Hey Tony. Hey, Tony. Shout out Jordan. Hey Jordan. <laughs> and shout out our girl Olympia. Olympia, Olympia. we love you. <laughs> <laughs> this is their words and we want to give them credit and we asked their permission and they mm-hmm. said yes. So that's what we're doing. Um, they have some pros for us for singleness. Madison says, for a lack of a better word, you have a lot less distractions. First Corinthians seven says that single women have more time to dedicate to becoming true women of God, like he intended, holy and sanctified. Our spiritual health and development should be our number one priority. And while we're at it, we should incorporate in our mental and physical well-being also. When you're single, you have more time and opportunity to develop a circle of spiritual sisters and brothers that even after marriage can stand by you for mutual support and accountability. Preach, Good, sister. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. Tony offers a pro. She says freedom, mm. but she says disclaimer. Freedom does not mean we have free time. Right. Yes. But I can have a bit more freedom and choosing how my time and resources are used. Mm-hmm. I still have requirements and limits, but I don't have to filter everything through having a husband or children. So use it wisely, not selfishly. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's good. Yeah. Jordan says... I have been given the time to be alone, to allow God to heal and refine my life from the wreckage and bondage of my past in singleness Mm. while he's teaching me how to walk and live life with him. Oh, I hear that so deeply. Yeah. 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 Olympia 
she offers, having no one can be a pro because there is freedom in being able to do what you want when you want, not having to check with someone else's schedule. Being single, I am almost forced to make connections with my faith family and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am more available sometimes to serve (laughs) my church body. I have more uninterrupted time to spend time with father and my father and and his word. I wouldn't know she, they were in a group together when I texted them this. And so she's saying this to the the other singles. She says, I wouldn't know each of you in this group the way I do and have cultivated the relationships we have been able to do if I was married. Mm -hmm. That has sometimes even now been the sole thing that keeps my head above water sometimes. Yeah. It's good. Man, I love are, hearing that because those are all girls we know personally. And, yeah. and who are our, walking out this season of singleness yes. faithfully. Like yeah. they, they really are. And so, yeah, it's good. Our church values our singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So now we're going to get into cons, the negative part of the episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this can be I'll talk a lot on We're going to go all <laughs> negative Nancy on you. <laughs> so some cons of marriage we'll start with. Um, there's the obvious, there's conflict in marriage mm. um, when you have someone there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to be considerate of other people's time constraints. There is a lack of freedom to be used for certain ministry opportunities. We have resolving tension and timing. When you're single, you resolve things in your own time. In marriage, you have to push that uh, past that in consideration of the other person. There's also a lot of differing opinions and how to go about doing something in big life decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things I was not prepared for. Um, of course, very much. I mean, there's a there's a huge... Um, year difference with those of us sitting at this table and background. So whereas Erica and I have very similar backgrounds of life, um, my background was very different within the Christian community. We did not, we did not hear the cons of marriage. Yeah. And so, um, you know, of course we saw, I saw them in, um, you know, my parents' relationship because two people living together, Mm -hmm. two sinners living together, you know? (laughs) And so, um, I do feel like we've talked a little bit more about that in the last 20 years or so, Yeah, but I was not prepared for the conflict, Yeah, even though we had conflict in dating because I had all my issues that I brought into it and he had all his. So, I think conflict was the biggest one that we weren't aware of was going to be there. And we were given no tools. Like back yeah. in that day, you didn't talk about communication yeah. and how to resolve conflict. Yeah. And so I resolved conflict in the only way I knew how. Right. And it was with much anger, Yeah. much anger. And at first he was just like, I'll just pull back and let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. And that does go away. Like he eventually is like, I'm not pulling back and letting you do your thing. And of mm-hmm. course that made me more angry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? So um, conflict is just one of those things that, oh, you know, I'm thankful God has helped us learn some things in that area. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because we go into marriage with the famous quote of you complete me. Yeah. And um, no, they don't. Um, and so, in fact, it's it's a little bit to the opposite. Where I really like when Erica said sanctification, marriage has very much been 
um, okay, we, we got to work out these sin issues. Yeah. Um, or this isn't going to go well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like conflict as a pro or con, I just think it's it's going to be there. Yeah. And it's it feels very negative, but it can be the thing that grows you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's also... Um, like what Erica had mentioned about just the timing and like, like when you're married to, so I mean, in, in all phases of life, you're supposed to be considerate of those around you, yeah. you know, but especially when you're in marriage, like you have to be considerate of how they deal with conflict and tension. Um, like I know for, uh, I'll just speak on behalf of our marriage. I'm a slower processor. Like I just need time. I need time to think, think through it. I need time to go pray. I need time to, um, just process. And Mark is just, he's able to move into that reconciliation a lot quicker than I am. And so, um, he has had to slow down a bit and move out of his comfort zone in that. And I have had to speed up a little bit Mm. and realize that like, you know, that like Mark's not, well, the Bible verse, it says you shouldn't, um, let the sun go down on your anger, you know, and that you should resolve that. But sometimes the, like the conflicts resolved, but the tension is still there, oh, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, and you still have to just talk through that and get like real nitty gritty in that and like talk about why and all of that stuff. And sometimes I'm not ready to do that for like three days. Yeah. Well, three days is really uncomfortable for Mark. Yeah, He's like, I, you know, like, can, can we make this like one day, you know? And so, and I don't know, that can be a con because if you're used to processing things in a different time frame, you know what I mean? So, and to know that that don't let your ang, uh, what is it? Don't let your don't sun let the go sun down. go down. That's for everyone. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that is that's for just everyone. not a marriage. It, yeah. It really gets usually, tied to marriage. It does get tied to marriage. Yeah. Well, because usually your spouse is the one that like all of the fronts are coming down with. And they're the you person know? there when the sun's going down. Yeah. They're the, per- yeah. When you're laying your head on <laughs> you your know? pillow. And you're mad at the one who's laying a foot at the end of the day. Yeah. You're with your spouse. I know. But um, I know many uh, Christians in churches that put their head on the pillow when the sun goes down and they've got a lot of wrath in their heart toward other people in the church or their family members. So, yeah. Can we add that to pro? Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. when you're in a marriage, you Mm -hmm. can't stew on that. Well, unless you want to like literally deteriorate marriage from the inside out. You know, you just can't sit in bitterness for a hundred years. Yes, exactly. But when you're you're single, it might be easier and more prolonged to kind of sit in that because you don't have that like daily rub and reflection, like Mm -hmm. going back, like right in your face. Like, no, we need to resolve this. Yeah. I just saw something yesterday, actually, that reminded me. It was like a, a meme or something. And it said... Um, married couples don't really ever resolve their conflicts. They just wait till the other person has to ask them where something is located in the house. That's and so then they move on. <laughs> yeah. Nate Bargetsy, who is like one of my favorite comedians, he was like, Hey, you ever have that time where like you've had the fight and like, uh, and then you have to walk past each other in the hallway. Or it's, it's like, Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I bumped you, yeah. ma'am. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, or it's like <laughs> dinner time and like you're waiting yeah. for the other person to be like, so what are we doing for dinner? Yeah. I know we just screamed and yelled at for two hours but like what the reality here is yeah. this <laughs> oh my goodness is yeah. that not the truth oh, no. okay so, so yeah okay go on the Our girls thoughts the cons of singleness that we had um was it can be kind of a atmosphere where it's 
more convenient to breed selfishness if you are in a Mm -hmm. where you're just living by yourself. Maybe if you don't if you have roommates, this may be, you know, not as applicable or something. Or if, you know, you're raising a child, you know, as a single lady. Or you still live Um, with your family. Right. Yeah. Um, But living just alone, this applies to anyone, obviously. Mm -hmm. Just living alone can just breed this this like you're building a world that's centered around you. Yep. And your timeline and your wants and your dreams and your needs. So and that can be a married person that for some reason, you know, for their job is, you know, has them, you know, living somewhere else for a time, whatever. Yeah. It's like that, that can breed anywhere, but it right. can really breed if you're living by yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So the church, uh, another con in singleness, which mama already touched on, the church definitely overuses and often can abuse y'all's perceived availability and freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she also said, you are often looked down on uh, by the church community. Um, and, but she also said this yet, you are often the MVPs of the kingdom if you oh, allow yeah. yourself to be. Yeah. 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 Uh, and just another one, singleness, because it has to be said, um, lust. You know, uh, like we do, like God created us. And for those of us who are supposed to be married, like, or or whatever, you know, we burn with passion and it's better to be married. And so oftentimes I have just heard that, uh, just those seasons of singleness, it's just harder to deal with. Like mm-hmm. when you're married, obviously you're, um, gratifying that. Hopefully you are, we'll get into this, but hopefully you are gratifying that part of, um, you know, that desire inside of you. Uh, and when you're single, you just, you don't have an outlet for that, um, and so it's something that you walk through and the thoughts are there. And yeah, yeah just because so. you're single doesn't mean you can sit and lust. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. because you're single. And it's, and it's a con. So if you yeah. need to turn off the Bachelor Nation shows or Love is Blind or <laughs> listen, I got to turn them <laughs> off sometimes and I'm married. But yeah. it, those shows literally breed. I had a point when I was single mm. where I was I was living at home and my parents were over me because I was I was into the bachelor. Okay. I, I would not watch it every with her. Monday. I was watching that bachelor bachelorette. She brought that um, sin in my house. And, and no joke. The Lord eventually showed me, Erica, this is just breeding like desires in you that are just not for you. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. other like, than the fact that you see unmarried people just all over different people. Yeah. Right. That part we, we don't condone in any sense <laughs> um, or endorse or promote, whatever. Yeah. But but the just the general feeding. I mean, it can be the same for the Hallmark Channel as oh, a single yes. lady or a married person married, sitting yeah. there watching this beautiful, perfect American family having dinner and all oh, the yeah. love yeah. and the sweet season, the huggies. Yeah. And the, that is not reality. And in, in this cute little American town. But I like, know. yeah, that's not what your job looks like every day or what you come home to every day like I know. we've got to stop feeding our like we are feeding ourselves junk yeah like yeah. and not feeding like yeah bible-based reality yeah. of what marriage and singleness yes. is, is can yes. be yes yeah. in so. my day it was the novels Oh, the romance novels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or soap yeah, operas. Soap even. operas. Yeah, yeah, we don't hear much about that yeah. anymore, no. but yeah. yeah. Now it's the trashy novels. Yeah. Like, Reality TV. I remember when Jeff and I first got married, we were dirt poor. And um, we had this little, I think it was like a 15-inch black and white TV. We're going back. <laughs> and was like, it like square? <clears throat> yes. Like a cube? It was a cube, yes. <laughs> And we had the antennas on it and yeah, and we only got three channels. Well, in our first years of marriage, of course he worked all day and then he finished out his schooling. He went to school at night while I was at home during the day. And, you know, you can only clean a teeny little house where two people live so much. (laughs) 
And I, I, we had no money for me to go shopping. (laughs) Yes, I did clean. And so I'm like, okay, well, surely God understands that I only have three channels. And I started watching Days of Our Lives. And um, (laughs) yeah, so Carly was buried alive. And now I have buried alive issues. So (laughs) the thing was, I remember these scenes where the, the girl and the guy would have their thing and the guy would walk off to the window and look out the window. And then they would have all these thoughts that were going on in his head. And I remember getting so mad at Jeff because I'm like, why don't you have thoughts in your head? Like about all this stuff. And he he was like, where are you getting this from? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I mean, the guys on days of our lives, they walk off to the window and they think, yes, she is an amazing woman. Mm -hmm. And I do need this. And I was wrong. But they weren't talking it like it was like voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you got to quit watching that junk, Deanna. You got to quit watching that junk. And I realized I need to quit watching that junk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like wanting Jeff to act like one of them soap opera guys. And automatically know I'm mad at him. So, of course, he's going to come home with roses and all this stuff. But he would just come home tired from work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, yeah. All yeah, the days of soap operas. Yeah. Be, be careful of what you're feeding your mind. Yes. It, yeah. it does add up in the end. It, it does add up. Yeah. Let me yep. tell you. I've heard people when say you're it doesn't affect me. And I'm like, nah, yes, it does. It does. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. Yep. Um, okay. So we are on, what are we on here? Cons. Oh, the cons of singleness yep. and our, and our gals. We're going to mention here again, our four gals. 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 I have not heard that word like in forever. Really? Gals? Gals? I say that all the time and I text that all the time too. Yeah, I text you it. You do text I text it. gals. I do. I'm a girl. Hey, gals. Hey, girls. Okay. Gals. Okay. Girls, I feel like is like, hey, girls. Like it's like like you're like babying. <laughs> I say gals because it's less babying. Maybe it's, it's Southern. Age. It's definitely more Southern. Gal is, is Southern and girls is probably the Northern equivalent. Well, that's probably me just trying to be a good old Southern gal. Yes, yes that's you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so our cons from our friends here. Madison says, con, probably the biggest downside to singleness, in my opinion, is feeling left out. Aww, Seeing everyone your age or even younger than you getting married and starting families. Of course, you're happy for them, but it can really bring you down. Yeah. Yeah. Comments from nosy family members assuming that I should be at the stage of life they were at 50 years ago and making me feel like something is wrong with me. Oh, Madison. I want to just, I want to go get her right now. I I know. I know. I want to hug all of you. And okay. And then for those of us, you know, (laughs) I know that we can't like... (laughs) Gals, this I just want to hug all you gals. <laughs> Madison Listen. is amazing. Madison she is, is fantastic. Yeah, she's she wonderful. Is. You just tell those family members. I know, <laughs> but you know, and I know that like we can't be sensitive to like you know. Sometimes we just say dumb things, okay? Yes. And people just have to get over us saying dumb things. But we can all be a little bit more aware of like how sometimes our little comments can make some different people feel different ways in their seasons of life, you know? Yeah. So like asking when grandbabies are coming. I was going to say, except getting up, getting or, up in front of a uh, hundred women um, last Sunday and your that. mom uh, basically telling the hundred women, <laughs> shaming you for not giving her grandbabies <laughs> yet. Grandbabies. And then telling all of them, they now have permission to shame me as well. Um, <laughs> do not do that. Do not do that. Thank you. Uh, 
that, in that's going to be though. in the parenting podcast. Yes. Do's and don'ts. This is the thing. <laughs> I I totally accept where my children are in life. I do oh, a lot I of know. joking. All in, yeah, now, yeah know, but the hundred women sitting there, half of them probably aren't. So now oh. I'm going to have a hundred people come up to me. Your mom said we can bother you now about not having kids. <laughs> That's funny to me. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, so when you're commenting to your I don't know, maybe you're older and have daughters mm. who are still single. Co-workers, friends. Co-workers yeah. or whatever. Just be so, mindful. Do you have any special, do, have you found your special someone yet? That just might not be the most, you know, like, yeah. <gasps> nice question. Say no, but how's your special someone working for you these days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah. That's why I always say this. I got to get this in. Whenever I've counseled or talked with single girls, I'm like, listen, I've counseled enough women. That they are so miserable in their marriage. Yeah. And I always say this, it is better to be single than to wish you were. Yes. There you go, girls. Yes. Okay. All right. Got that in. Our next gal, Jordan. <laughs> Yay, Jordan. She said, Con, feeling lonely from time to time and longing to share the gift of marriage with the person God may or may not have when also realizing marriage may not be part of his plans for you. Mm. Like uh, processing through that. Yes. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. Mm. Um, Olympia says having no one can also be a con. Cause if you remember she, her pro and con were the same thing. She's just doing two sides of the yeah, same coin. Yeah, the same yeah. Having no one can also be a con because household responsibilities are all mine now. This she has puts, to kill her own bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this does put limitations on my time and schedule. Uh, the house doesn't get cleaned. Laundry doesn't get done. The cooking, et cetera. All the things fall on me alone. It's hard and it's work. And I have to say no to things sometimes because of these limits being single. Yeah. Um, Good point. Good yep. little valid point. I've had there. women that um, have lost their husbands or gotten, a, you know, had divorce and stuff. And they come back to me and they're just, Deanna, I never realized how much, how much he, did. he did do. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like insurance, health insurance and stuff. I don't even think about it. And I've told Jeff, I said, that's your thing because you like to read a manual and I don't. And like to have to think like I remember the conversation you and I had where you were thinking about the health insurance for your family because you do uh -huh. that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I have Jeff that reads through that yeah, stuff. And, and I'm just that. like, whatever, make a decision. I so, know. yeah. 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 Um, so then Tony, she offers us a con, pretty much the same thing. She says, no help. Mm. Honestly, more than I miss having a date night, travel <laughs> partner, or someone to talk to, I would just love if every now and then there was someone to help with bills, taking oh, out the trash, yeah. getting my car fixed, etc. Yeah. Being single also means handling all of the responsibilities alone that the typical family shares. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely all super valid. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'll just ignore all the feminist comments on those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Because feminists would totally come <laughs> yeah. against us. I'm like, well, and the fact of them, if they actually sat there and said, like, do I wish that I had help with something? They'd probably be, well, hopefully they'd be honest with themselves and be like, yeah, it would be nice if someone did my dishes. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're now going to go into the advice portion of the episode. This is going to be practical and spiritual in nature. Mm -hmm. um, so marriage first. Yeah. Um, we have the obvious. Um, this is kind of like a pre-marriage advice. Okay. Like, oh, is it? Okay. This is like for if like you're dating or your spouse or whoever you're considering can. And I know that this like 
it shouldn't have to be said, but it just needs to be said. Like, please, 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 please. Okay. A very wise mentor in my life when I was um, first saved said the most important decision that you will ever make in your life is um, deciding to have faith in Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. choosing him as your Lord and savior. And the second is choosing your spouse. Yeah. And like, and, and literally, um, man, does that echo so true. And I'm so thankful that, um, we, we really, like I was willing to walk away from this perceived and actually turned out to be extremely godly man, but I was willing to walk away from him because I wanted to honor and obey my father's voice. And like, I don't know. I just, I I can't stress this hard enough. Please just make sure that the both of you are pursuing an authentic, real, tangible relationship with Jesus Christ. Like if you're dating someone and there's no evidence of them truly pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ, just put it on pause. Like, please put it on. You don't, it doesn't have to like, I mean, maybe it's a no for right now, but please do yourself a favor. It's it's like Deanna said earlier, it's, it is better to be single than to wish that you were because marriage is a covenant. It is not meant to be broken ever for any reason, really. Um, Jesus had grace on us and said, okay, like, you know, if you cheat or, or whatever, you know, there's that, but like literally it is meant to be forever. You are making a lifetime That's commitment. That's the desire to there to to be committed to one another. And yes, um, I think my thoughts toward marriage would be okay toward married people and singles. Toward singles, it would be this: girls, um, you know, we're we're basically talking to a a group of probably girls that claim to be Christians and believers. Yeah. And so, what I would say to you is, I know you get really desirous for that person, and so. Be careful that when you start dating, you want to date someone that's probably a little bit past you in yeah. spirituality. Now, listen, I am not saying that it won't work. I, I know many stories, um, some very personal in my life where, you know, the girl's farther along spiritually than he is. But um, li- listen, don't don't take the risk of, well, you know, if if you need if you go marry me, you have to be saved. OK, I'll get saved. Yeah. Um, well, if you you want to marry me, you have to go to church. Okay, I'll start going to church. What I generally say is, you make sure that that guy is already saved, already going to church, and already living a life for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people will do things. Yep. Um, just for the sake of because they a, think you're pretty. Yes. Or like, okay, her parents want me to be saved. I'm just going to tell you, you may have battles the rest of your life because of that. Like, just think about that. Like, think about just the scope, the rest of your life. Yeah. So you want someone that has not just is a Christian, yep. but has the same core beliefs and yes. um, values about how we live our lives as believers. Yeah. So um, and when I say to married people, um, you know, there is an element of once we get married, uh, we start seeing how everything else looks better. And so be content um, remember you chose that guy. I can't tell you how many times I sit with girls yeah. and they whine and whine and whine and whine and whine about their guy. And I'm like, okay, 
can I just remind you, like you made this choice. Yeah. Um, so whatever homework you did before or after and people change. Yeah. Jeff and I, though, we are still core what we were. We're very different people now after 32 years. Mm -hmm. And so do you want to marry the person just as he is now or who he's going to be? Yeah. And so like, don't what I say is just don't go into any of this um, just too quickly. Um, at least put some thought into it. And um, yeah, like there's no yeah. guarantee either way. I remember I had a dear friend and um, she was a college age and, you know, she came from a difficult family situation. And I remember her like talking to Jeff and I and just saying, you know, she was dating this guy and we knew him for a long time. And she's like, okay, so I just need like, do you think he's a guy that's never going to leave me and never do this stuff? And I'm like, we, we can't tell you that about anybody. Mm -mm. And so there is no guarantee. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Um, now, Lauren is going to take her um, little blimp of the episode to give a <laughs> um, advice in marriage. Um, again, disclaimer, um, real quick, this is one where the little ears little maybe ears. shouldn't be listening. So, Lauren, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I have, a, I have a couple more before that, too. So okay. that I'll just kind of get into. Um, okay. So another thing too, is if you are married and you're not happy in your marriage, I will just say this, um, gratitude and having a general, um, attitude of gratitude. <laughs> that sounds so terrible, <laughs> but like genuinely like, um, forcing yourself to think of good things and like get into a habit of it will literally like you might not see your circumstances change, but you will see your heart change. Like think on things that are good, pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. Um, show that to your spouse. Expressed gratitude goes a crazy long way. Um, I think about that like super corny movie, but really well done. What was it? Um, uh, that marriage, they had that marriage book and it was Kirk fireproof. Kirk. Yes. Yeah, fireproof. fireproof. I literally, like, I think about that, just this, like enduring this long suffering of just like serving your spouse and loving them well in a sacrificial, like truly Christ-like way. Um, and that's what I would challenge you to do. Um, another thing that's going to go really, really far and help your marriage to be healthy is to figure out how to healthily communicate um, and just having a strong foundation of that. Nowadays, we're inundated with like counselors and people who, if nothing less, they really can help you figure out how healthy communication works, how to do it practically. Um, and if you take some of those things and take them into your marriage, it can really help and change your marriage. Um, and if we do have any gentlemen listening, I know that y'all are going to be amening this. <laughs> so I'm just throwing it out there. Um, this is this is in our marriage advice portion. Okay. Sex is important. Being intimate with your husband is important. And I know all of us have different backgrounds. All of us have different um like views on or, or how we were raised with this and, and everything else. But I'm just throwing it out there. Your husband struggles in ways that you do not. Um, but men are created. Uh, we're all created as sexual beings, but men just have um, 
these desires, I think more, more deeply in a, in a lot of cases than women do. Um, and can I just tell you that giving your husband that kind of desired intimacy, um, and, and regular sex is something that is going to, um, it's, it's something that you're going to do out of kindness. Uh, it's merciful, it's generous, it's loving. Um, and I know that, uh, some of us who don't have positive experiences, like, um, are going to struggle with some of this. And it might be something that is worth getting counseling like through, because this is an extremely important aspect of your marriage. It breeds intimacy. It breeds closeness. Um, and remember like literally marriage is it's to signify or, um, help me out. It's to, um, it's to display a covenant relationship that Christ has with his church. And this is a part of that intimacy with your husband. Um, and sexual intimacy is a part of that and it's beautiful and it's a gift. Like that's literally God's like marriage present to us is intimacy. Um, and so I just really want to encourage you, um, if you struggle in this area, get yourself some resources, get yourself some counseling because this can be life changing for your marriage. Like if you are struggling, like if you're at each other, if you are like fighting all the time and you're not having sex on a regular basis, I promise you, if you would just do that one thing and like start making that a priority to like serve your husband in these needs, stuff will start changing. Like, and I know it is a laying down of your life. It is a laying down, like it's a, like some, for some of us, like, I know it's sometimes it's the last freaking thing on my mind. <laughs> like I'm thinking about my house and I'm thinking about how dirty it is. I'm thinking about all the things that I still have to do and all the things that I'm busy with and da, 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 and you know, and my husband will come home and he's not thinking about any of that. He's thinking about one other thing. Um, and I can get really frustrated with that, you know, but I can also have compassion and mercy and grace toward him and show him that I care about the things that he cares about. Um, you know, and some of you women could be, I don't know, this, this like more sexual creature in your marriage and kudos girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I do want to, I do want to speak to a couple things that she said. The yeah. w- one thing I want to say is the comparison thing. Like I just recently had someone say, Oh, I watched that fireproof movie and I wish my husband would do just like her Cameron did. And so what yeah, I wanna- I'm telling the wife to do that. No, I'm, I'm going back to what you said earlier oh, about okay. just, um, you know, scenarios like this. One of the things we do is we look at other marriages and we then put our husbands up against them. We do this with children and we do it with ourselves. And so one thing you better just not do is do not live a life of comparison. Like, you know, I have this friend and her husband does this all the time. And, um, you know, my husband doesn't do this. Just as soon as you start going there, stop it. The Hold life thought, of Captain. comparison is not good. Yeah. Now I will speak. I'm, I'm in my fifties. And so I've had, I have had quite a few conversations concerning sex with women and um, I will say this, I, I agree with everything that Lauren said, 
But I am going to also say that we do live in the world we live in and we do have things that happen to the body. So what I hear more of is I actually hear um, that women have more of the desire and the men don't. And I mean, that's becoming a very real thing. I also hear of couples that very much love each other and certain physical conditions and certain just times of life where they're experiencing something. And that is something that just isn't something that becomes one of the most important parts of their marriages. Yeah. And so I will say this, that yes, this, the sexual act is um, an important part. Yeah. But I want to say to those of you couples, whether you're young, middle-aged or old, um, there is there is so much more to this marriage relationship than that. Yeah. And if you go through certain times where that is something, I mean, I've I've sat and listened to women that their husband, you know, goes through some physical things or even just like he's lost his job and he he is not feeling good about himself and you know if if that pressure is put on him or vice versa it it's just hard on a couple and um so be very don't i don't want you to come under this pressure of um oh, well our marriage is not good because that is not a great aspect i will just tell you and i don't go i don't give personal illustrations on this i do think in the christian community we talk a little bit too much about this with personal illustrations. And so Jeff and I, we have never done that. Um, we do not give personal illustrations. these. But I will tell you, in 30-some years of marriage, it ebbs and flows. Mm. It ebbs and flows. And in those ebb and flows, whichever one is your ebb and your flow, um, <laughs> people have different attitudes toward ebb and flow. Um, the bottom line is we are committed to one another no matter what. Yeah. And I do not go, I mean, I do not interpret scripture the way some do on that no matter what, if the husband wants it, you give it to him. Mm. Um, that that scripture has been very much misused in my background from a very patriarchal mentality. Yeah. And so, so we just look at this attitude of the sexual act as every other aspect of our marriage Yeah. with mercy and grace and love. And I'm still committed to you Yeah. because in no way, if a wife or husband um, is not having their needs fulfilled, that in no way gives them permission to step outside, to step outside. And I think sometimes when we when we give this thing, oh, the men have to have this, the men have to have this. Well, I know a lot of girls that have to have it and their guys are not that way. Mm. And um, I have a very dear friend that's in is lived in that situation. Mm. And so what I say to this is just keep keep everything in perspective. Yeah. And if that is an area where your marriage is very blessed, kudos to you. Mm -hmm. If that's an area where you struggle, guess what? You can still love each other and you can still um, give to each other in so many ways. So I love how she said, if you do have some struggles, just get some help, get some counseling, like use meds. Um, <laughs> what, what you need to do within the 
in the bounds yeah. of marriage. Yes. Um, find out what can help you yeah. in that area. And if it's just something that right then just can't be helped, then it can't be helped. And we will find other ways because there are other ways to please each other than just that act. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and intimacy goes beyond oh, just yeah. the act of sex too, you know? So, and yeah. Yeah. We want spiritual intimacy. Yes. I hear women complain about that more and even, you know, like mm -hmm. I want my husband to be spiritually intimate with me. We don't ever talk, you know, or I yeah. want him to be mentally intimate. Yes. I want him to be emotionally. In yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, fine. Okay. I'll do, you know, we can do without that or whatever, but can he just connect with yeah. me on a more mental, yeah. emotional level? So yeah, it's yeah. because we live in the curse. I know. This I know. gets messy. I know. It, it, de it definitely does. And you know, like all Iron Women podcast episodes, these are meant to just start the conversation. We know, like we're yeah. already at an hour and 20 minutes at this point, you know, like we know that there's, there's no way that we can encapsulate, encapsulate like an entire discussion on marriage and yeah. singleness and all these Hence things. That's why I rolled my you eyes know? when y'all told me this. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but continue the conversation, <laughs> you know, and maybe this is just, um, you know, you're, like if, if you've got issues in your, in your marriage, or if, um, something isn't the way that you would like it to be like in your intimacy with your husband, not just sexually, but like communicatively, then yeah. do some things, get some resources in your hand, but don't ignore it. Don't yeah. just like, don't be a give all, yeah, yeah. Or like give all your time and attention. Um, I'm just going to do ministry instead, or I'm just, yeah. you know what? I'm a good mom. I'm just, I'm just going to mom my, yeah. my children instead. And just like distract yourself and ignore this like glaring gaping hole that the Lord might want yeah. to really help you through and with. So yeah. Anyways, there so we go. Now we we're going What's your to, thoughts on that, Erica. So now we're going to move on to singleness <laughs> advice. We're moving on to singleness, um, which I do have some thoughts on of my own. Thank you very much that I'm going to share now. <laughs> you go ahead, Erica. I'll take my two minutes. <laughs> um, no. So our number one thing, it was actually something that mama had at the top of the list. Singleness advice when dating, get to know someone in the context of their family, not just one-on-ones, always just you and them going out doing things, just the two of you, um, or just in a friend, because someone can be very different um, and can put on a nice, good, pretty play um, mm -hmm. for you just one-on-one -on -one, um, compared to when they're in the um, household with family context. The real deal comes out often when you're with someone family because mm -hmm. they will let you know if someone's putting up an act real quick mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. narcissism really is if if you're I'm, i would be scared to death to marry a narcissist that's like like jeff, jeff and i were just anyone having, should be scared to death yes. to marry a narcissist jeff and i had this conversation just yesterday i told erica this i said we had the like when when one of us dies conversation and he's like oh you'll get married right away and, and he says i just tell you this marry someone that's richer so he can get you all the things that i could never get you <laughs> like okay i said but no i said jeff there's too much narcissism out there there's too many guys with backgrounds but when you do have and you are wanting to get married when you see someone sometimes in the context of their family yeah narcissism will kind of show itself yeah 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 so, yeah that's a yeah so then here's my piece of advice in singleness dun, 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 dun. um this is what I learned and grappled with and came to in my three years of singleness. I said, whether it is singleness or marriage, neither is your calling in life. We are not called right. to either one of these. Yeah. Your calling as a believer 
is to love God and people, the great commission and to seek first the kingdom. All of those purposes and callings are done through singleness or through marriage, not because of it. I also hated the concept of singleness being a season or a stage. And the church, Christian culture uses yeah. this yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, God. I think I still use this. Yeah, no, it's so, it's so <laughs> pervasive. It's everywhere because that's what we've grown up with. I use it and I will catch myself even though I hate it. Yeah. Um, so I said that kind of perception that it's a season or a stage, uh, that kind of perception is assuming that marriage is God's default for all humans. And if mm. you're not in one, then you're in the rate waiting room to get one. Oh, mm. no, no, no. As if God's not leveled you up yet to the higher plan that is marriage. Yeah. That mm. is not biblical. Mm. The faster you can come to grips with the reality that God has purposes for your life that may or may not include a marriage and tearing down this wrong theology of marriage is some higher calling that he has promised to gift you right. and every believer when he thinks you're mature enough for it. The, the sooner you get out of that, the better, because it's ridiculous and it's insulting to those who God has purposed singleness for their life. God is not holding out on any one of his kids That's ever. Right. Yeah. If it ain't good for my, if it ain't for my good and his glory, then it is not happening. And once I choose to rest in that and see that as a promise yeah. instead of a punishment yeah. and, and avoiding it like the plague, I find true joy and freedom. That is my Preach, number girl. one piece of advice. Oh, that, I was going to say, tell us how you word. really feel, Erica. I know. That was a good <laughs> yeah. word. I'm here for it. And you'll, you're going to hear the other girls pretty much a lot say the same thing, which I found very interesting yeah. and affirming yes. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I will tell you, when I had watched, I watched her in her three years of singleness and her daddy and I laid very, very low. Yeah. And um, I watched her live this out. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if she didn't live this out, I wouldn't let her say those things. Yeah. But um, she lived this out yep. in those three years and she didn't date at all in yeah. those three years. So Not one single date. Yes. Yeah. I'm proud of my daughter. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our friend Madison says... There's also one other thing that I've changed in my life concerning singleness lately in the past month. I used to pray for my future husband, which is a very common concept in yeah. Christian culture to pray for your future yeah. husband. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She has some thoughts, yeah. which I love. Yeah, me too. She says praying that God would develop him and grow him into God who into who God wants him to be. But an Instagram video convicted me of that because praying like this is kind of assuming that I'm going to get yeah. a future husband. Mm -hmm. The Bible is clear that God does not promise marriage to everyone. As hard as it is, we need to be realistic. God may want a single for our life so we can love and serve him better than we could married or with children. Right. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being married and having children, but God's will is perfect. Amen. Instead of praying for a future husband like I've been doing for a while now, I pray more for God yes. to thank me yes. into the woman of God he wants me to be. And if he wills it, the type of wife and mother he will want me to be. Of course, I still pray that God will send a future husband for me because 
because we should bring all of our desires to him. But when we pray in Jesus name, we, we are submitting to his perfect will. Mm -hmm. She says, if I'm 80 and wrinkly and still unmarried, I may still be praying for a future husband. If that is still a desire in my heart, but God doesn't owe us anything. Yep. In fact, we owe him everything. This is to say our life married or unmarried. I'm not even a fan of saying season of singleness <laughs> because it's not just a season for everybody. It's how God perfectly and beautifully designed their life to be for his glory and our good. We have to pray day and night for a change of heart that is content in him. Yeah, always ready for new doors to open. She says, James 4, chapter 4, 13 and 15. Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get again. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow for what is life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. We need to truly realize that everything we desire can only be fulfilled in Christ. Yep. Once you're married and have children, all your desires are not immediately and forever fulfilled. Ain't that the truth? Love is probably the number one desire of every single person alive. But the Bible clearly says that God himself is love. First John 4, 8. Anything else he is so graciously putting into our lives belongs to him. We accept it, dedicate it to him and ask him, how can I better serve you with this person or this thing in my life right now? Or how can we serve you better together than we could on our own? So advice, a lot of spiritual advice for singles is all the same, but it is true. God has a season for everything and in everything there is a purpose. And more often than not, I believe contentment is a process. Yeah. It's not something that happens overnight. Of course, in your mind, you may know that God is enough and he is all we need, but to truly have that in your heart is a process. Yep. We have to be digging into God's word and truly discovering who God is and who we are in him. I'm not a big fan of repeating daily verbal affirmations, but if you start your day off by saying, God is enough for me and running that through your mind throughout the day and whenever you're disappointed, it, it'll become second nature whenever something upsetting happens and even more so, it'll actually come, you'll actually come to mean it. Madison's ready to write a book. Madison, Madison will be expecting <laughs> um, that uh, copy uh, to be yeah. mailed to us. <laughs> and so then we have Jordan's advice. She says, a lot what mama was saying, don't compare your life to others. God placed you where you are in life for a reason. And comparison will always leave you empty. Wait on the Lord and ask him to show you how to be content. She says he has done exactly that Amen. for me. Mm, yeah. Olympia's advice, don't miss the forest for the trees. I just I, love that. that. I like can Olympia. hear her say that. <laughs> don't miss the forest for the trees. Don't be so focused on finding a husband or dwelling on what you're missing out on that you fail to see what God is doing mm -hmm. right now. Use this stage of life to grow closer to Christ and fall in love with him. And then Tony shares advice, Recognize your singleness as the God-given gift that it is. It's not a consolation prize. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marriage and singleness are equally positive gifts from God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So stop comparing yourself to others, which means often ignoring the world and unfortunately, even sometimes some other Christians. 
Finding a partner or marriage is not my goal, she says. My goal is to be the best steward I can of the gift I was given and the life I am called to for as long as God sees fit. Mm. Amen, girls. You know, it's so good. We've seen these girls process through this And they're walking this out. Yes, they are walking this out. These aren't just like pretty words that they've learned to say in their little Christian spirit. And it doesn't mean they don't have their moments of, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love how Madison brought out, because this is something I say, I've sat with some girls and they'll be like, okay, this is my list of what I want in my husband. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so let's take that list (laughs) and see how you're doing with it. Because I said, remember, you need to present yourself to that husband just like you want him to present himself to you. Uh-huh. So yeah, let's always just focus on our own. Yeah, that's good. That was good. Yeah. So we had a couple expectations we wanted to mention just to be aware of. Uh, we have most girls getting married say I do, but thinking you better. I know that was something mama yes. likes to say. Deanna oh, yeah, about. because we, we, we do all this prep for wedding and we go up and we have the wedding vows and and I know we say a lot of good things that we're going to do but then reality hits like truly the next day yeah and (laughs) what we've realized is I walked up to say those vows I'm like you better do this and you better do this and you better do this Uh we say there and say yes I do I I will yes I do but I'm like it's more like "Mm, you better yeah. And so, yeah, if fight we against at that. Sober mindedly. Yes. And actually, like, yeah, we're honest yeah, with ourselves. Exactly. Because I did that with Jeff. Yeah. I walked up there and, like, you better completely, you better make all my dreams come true. You better yeah. give me the life I want. You better just love me selfishly, selfishly, selflessly, <laughs> and unconditionally. Yeah. When, quite honestly, there is not another human that can love us unconditionally. Uh huh. Yeah. I know. I know some people like, no, my husband. I'm like, no, no. There's some things you could probably do Uh to run him off. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have literally said the words to me. I'm not proud of this. Okay. Can I just like (laughs) preface this? I am the weaker vessel. I have literally said that to my husband. I don't let me be the weaker vessel. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? I'm Cause, weaker. Because he was calling there. me out of my crap. And yeah. he was like, like, I'm not that for you. The Lord is that for you. And I'm like, no way. I am the weaker vessel. Yeah. Oh, I know. gosh. I remember. I know. That, like, it's always put on us in the opposite way. But I'm like, I know. use it, girls. Use it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so another expectation um, that I added was, um, loneliness, jealousy, and that lack you feel deep down are not resolved by anyone other than Jesus, which we've already kind of touched on. Those are not exclusive battles to singles. No matter your marital status, you will continue to battle the loneliness, the jealousy, and the lack, the discontentment and uh, that those thoughts have until you nail down where your source of identity comes from, your love comes from, companionship and joy come from the Lord. So those are not just single issues. Those are everyone with a sin yeah. nature, which newsflash is all of us. Um, we all struggle with those things. Just because you put a ring on, um, on a, on a wedding day, doesn't make those magically disappear. Yeah. All right. So we're going to end today's episode with some unsolicited pet peeves of the singles in replace of our fun cup question today, because this this was pretty fun to read. Um, (laughs) These came from some of our girls. We didn't ask them to share this, um, but they wanted to anyways. Um, So Tony's unsolicited pet peeve for the singles is she said, LOL, you didn't ask for it. But here's my number one pet peeve. I'm all for marriage when it call, when God calls you to it and directs the right person to your life. But so much of our language 
language, even within the church, comes from an underlying presumption that marriage is always the end goal or a better gift. We're always we're always not married yet, in quotes. Mm -hmm. Yes, for many singles, it is a season or stage. But this wording is indicating it's temporary. Mm -hmm. For some, you may be in that season or stage for the duration of your time on earth. The temporary condition language fosters the thinking that singleness is still incomplete or inadequate, which can oppose God's plan for those he has chosen to serve him in a lifetime of singleness. The eternal marriage we are all called to is fulfilled in Christ for believers. And she says in in parentheses, Mm -hmm. and if we're speaking spiritually, I'm already married. Amen. Yeah, girl. Preach it, girl. (laughs) So then Olympia's pet peeve, she says, well, since Tony got to say a pet peeve here's mine (laughs) people assuming i've got all this free time and can do everything because i'm single and that life is so great because i'm not saddled with a husband or kids you can can hear her saying this yeah Yeah. i just love saddled i have never heard that before And then Jordan, she says, pet peeve of mine is people assuming something must be wrong with you Mm. or that you're weird because you're single and aren't doing what the world is doing. She says, I literally had a guy laugh at me when he asked me out and I told him, no, because I'm not dating. I'm actually walking with the Lord and waiting for the person he sends to me if that's a part of his plan for my life. Truthfully, I would have never accepted his request anyways. (laughs) I ain't good enough for Jordan. (laughs) But she said, it still hurt a little to be mocked like that and made fun of like I was the strange one. (laughs) And then Olympia replied to that and she says, well, for the record, I'm not opposed to matchmaking. Yes, she's not. <laughs> she begs Jeff and I to matchmake her. I would totally be down for a matchmaking thing. <laughs> yeah. So thank you girls again who gave us that input of this episode. We love y'all so much. Yeah. Um, y'all really provided some good content and some good laughs. Lastly, we wanted to mention a few resources, and these will be all listed in the show notes, um, but just a few mainly are books. Um, we have This Momentary Marriage, John Piper. We have The Meaning of Marriage, Tim Keller. We have Love and Respect by Dr. Egrich, I guess is how you yeah, say that. Mm-hmm, that is um, Boundaries and Dating is great by Cloud and Townsend. We have Kingdom Marriage by Tony Evans. There's a book called Single, Dating, Engaged, Married by Ben Stewart. Maybe my favorite book on any of those categories I've ever read. Mm. Um, Mama Had One, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage by Paul and Smalley. Then we had Lauren's, she had Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. Also the Marriage Builder, Larry Crabb. And one called Sheet Music by Dr. Lehman. Um, Wait and See by Wendy Pope. And then lastly, Emotionally Healthy Relationships Book and Bible Study. It's by Peter Cesaro. Peter Cesaro. We would recommend any of those. And again, those are going to be in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for listening today. We do realize it was a longer one, which in a strange way we thought was going to be harder to fill the time Yeah, and ended up being super long. But thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we started a conversation um, and that you continue having this conversation with your spiritual sisters. Um, Be sharing us on Facebook and Instagram. We really want to grow our sisterhood community on those platforms. So go like our page, share our posts, uh, comment, whatever. We want to engage with you guys there. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next one. Hey, sisters. Thank you all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or brought you some moments of joy or laughter, 
go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.